Welcome to Keepers. We're a married couple who went to France for the 2019 World Cup, fell in love with women's soccer. So naturally, when the pandemic hit, we started a fantasy league for the NWSL. This is our podcast. I'm Holly Wild. Follow me at Wild Woso. That's wild with an E. And I'm Jared Gilkerson. Find me at Jared underscore radio and follow us at Keepers Podcast. Jared Gilkerson, let's do this. <laughs> it's time for more fantasy talk. We got a lot to talk about this week. We do. There's no effing around. It's the international break. How excited are you to watch the women's national team? Already excited and already watched a few games and excited to watch them again. Yeah. Nice five game stretch here. Yeah. Okay. So what Jared's alluding to is Sorry. that the women's I'm national tired. team. Tired. <laughs> just, you're, not, right. you're not picking up what I put okay. down here. Tired. <laughs> All right. You have a little sip of that uh, Coke with with rum in it, and I will, I will talk about the friendlies that the USWNT just played against Colombia. That was pre-Concacaf qualifiers, which are going to be starting in Mexico shortly. It is so great to watch this team play. I love it so much. It's um. Kind of feels like normal again, you know, especially when you and I started watching. Fell in love with this team in 15, went to see him play in 19. Yeah. To see it evolve, but then some of the veterans still there. Yeah. But uh, it it feels like, what's the best way to put it? It feels like summer break, you know, not to say that NWSL is like school, but it is kind of school. It's like the club level, you know, we're studying up on players um, mm-hmm. looking grinding it out week stats, to week. grinding, and then we get a reprieve. The players don't, but we get a reprieve and get to watch some international the best soccer. Of the best, yeah, yeah, play internationally, yeah. So it feels like summer break when they play, yeah, yeah. okay. I'll, I'll go with you on that, yeah. Um, yeah, game one against Columbia. First of all, Columbia looking strong, really young team, all star goalie saved two of our penalty kicks in the first game. Um, but Sophia Smith had a brace and Taylor Korniak first cap, first goal, uh, came in around the 80th and, and scored on a, a header. Surprise, surprise. She's a very tall human. And, uh, that was awesome to watch. Love to see a player that I just picked up in the league and fantasy play well internationally. I think it backs up how strong she's been playing this year. Yeah. It's her best pro season. Not that she's had many. Yeah. So, and then it's starting to show on all facets so yeah i think she's coming into her own this year you know it's definitely like, yeah it's she's like, she's she's cashing in on her on the potential that everyone thought she had yep and she's definitely in the box and it was good to see smith get a brace you know pew struggled my other player my fantasy team in the first game she just looked a little off but it's all good it's one game yeah and game two huerta forced an own goal for columbia and then uh kelly o'hara I know it's been a while. Knocking one in. Was it US six years? Two zero. Yeah, internationally hasn't scored internationally in six years. Yeah, yep, yep. And many think, assists, not many goals. Yep. When yep. Sauerbrunn gonna get one? I don't know. I mean, she did get one. <laughs> club level. Yeah. And it'd been a while. Yeah. And had a great, a great Hulk Hogan. I think that was her first Thorns goal. Yeah. Was uh-huh. it her first Thorns yeah. goal? Yeah. Uh-huh. Who'd she play for before? I don't know. <laughs> 
that I just put you on the spot? Don't ask me shit. I don't know. Hey. <laughs> well, I have the internet here. <laughs> Wait. That's my cat has his whole hand in my water on the counter and I can't move. Our cat only drinks by scooping water out of uh, receptacles <laughs> with his hand and then licking it out of his little paw pouch. Oh, that's right. She played for the Royals. Okay. Yeah. All right, right. Oh, wow. Bringing it back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anything struggle? Any? Do we struggle anywhere? Just, uh, well, yeah. Uh, which, I mean, not us, them. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I mean, they look like they haven't played together. Uh, they're all individually awesome, but they need to gel uh, to be World Cup contenders again, which is the level of talent that we have. So we should be. Um. You're not picking up what I'm throwing down, to quote Holly. No, I'm not, because I don't like it. Penalties. <laughs> I know, but I don't agree. Like, I don't agree. Oh. Like, well, yeah, there's we like there's like an it. article in The Athletic about like U.S. struggling with penalty kicks. True, because we did. Colombia was awesome and stopped two of them. But I don't, like, this is like making, this is like a non-event. Like, we're making news out of non-news and like putting in everyone's head and freaking out just so we have news to talk about. I disagree. Like, the interesting thing for me from this article is that Rupino is not the number one penalty kicker anymore, according to Vladko. It's Haran and then Lavelle. I disagree I with this. I completely disagree with this. Like, as He's long just as trying you, to instill confidence. As long as you have Rapino, like, what is the choice? <laughs> There's no choice. Like, she's she's not, like, no one, no one is better than she is, still. It, it's like, um, this is like, the Warriors. Here we go. I can't wait for this analogy. No, this is like I, the, it's brewing. I can see it. It's going to be great. This is don't put it way up there. This is like the Warriors for a technical to take a technical foul uh, free throws and not sending Steph Curry up there and being like, well, you know, you know the next star is uh, such and such. Like I'm not saying say Jordan Poole because he actually shot better at the line than Steph, but let's say like, oh Clay. You know, oh, Clay's been playing like he's we want to give him the captain's armband next year. You know, Clay's going to stay with the team a little longer. Or I mean, it's just a horrible example. But like take any young player a and say you want to put the strap on him and say, OK, you're going to take the free throws. But when you're in the like maybe in like the regular when you have a season, team with like cute. the greatest of all time. Yes. The regular season, it's cute. You can do that. And but I don't see Rapino being on the field. And then when we need a penalty, I don't see anyone else taking it. You know, you, you know, it's like LeBron's on the court and be like, who's going to take the last shot? It's like, great. He's saying this now. So they get, they have confidence. You back up your players. I'm kind of half and half on this. It's, it's a non story, but it's also a story because like when was the last time we, we missed two penalties in an international game? It's been a while. Yeah. And so it just doesn't happen. And so it, it's like anything that you can pull from these games and I'm sure the coaching staff doesn't mind these stories either, you know? Why, 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 why do you say that? Because it, I think it's, uh, you went, you outscore your opponents five to nothing. You know, you got to have something to come away with and go, okay, at practice, we're going to take penalties, you know, cause we couldn't make one. And you kind of just instill that into the team and you grind that as an issue. So that's fine. That's fine. People can write it. It's a, it's a story. It's a story. It's not much of a story, but it's a story. Yeah. This is a stretch. What's this uh, new training facility? Yeah, let's talk about what's <laughs> going on in the league. So I want to spotlight. We talked about this we last did. episode uh, that the new um, $18 million training facility in Kansas City was opening. And I read a really interesting article 
um, since then in The Athletic by Steph Yang, where, where they're talking about just kind of the, the leadership um, by the Kansas City current owners. And, and what I love about it is what's following on the heels of this brand new training facility is a $120 million stadium opening in 2024 that is built specifically for an NWSL team. There is no facility in the U.S. that is built specifically for a women's pro team. This is the very first one. Any pro team? Any pro team. And they made a phenomenal business case for it because this uh, wife and husband team are investment bankers and of course they know their money. So listen to this. They looked at, you know, their revenue and their their cost and their revenue and their profit from renting out of the, the current purpose-built stadium for the Kansas City men's team versus the initial outlay and then what they're going to pull in uh, for building their own stadium moving forward. And there's a $20 million profit difference in favor of them building their own stadium because you have things like, you know, sponsorships in the stadium. If you're renting a stadium, that's not going to your team. That's going to the other team. So now you can leverage all of that uh, revenue. You know, you've got all of the, you know, um, concessions revenue coming in on top of ticket sales, you know, and on top of just just showing this leadership and, and they're going to be immediately profitable in 2024 because of this. And, and let's just go back to like the talking about how MLS has like never been profitable ever in its history. Um, but this team is going to be immediately profitable even after dropping a hundred million, $120 million on building their stadium. And the other thing that they said I thought was really interesting is that they feel that in Kansas city, the corporate sector knows that the NWSL is the best product on the field, hands down across any sport. And they're anticipating really big support from corporate sponsorships because there's just not a lot of ways for the corporate center sector to invest in gender equality and really demonstrate that. And they are really positioning this to be that opportunity. And they are talking to ACFC owners uh, and sharing best practices. So TBD, will ACFC get a stadium, new training facility, lots of corporate sponsorships? I mean, I really like where they're playing right now. But if you're saying that you can build something just as cool somewhere else. Yeah, it's riverfront property. It's going to be amazing. For Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about Angel City. No, because you're saying is Angel City going to get Yeah, our downtown yeah. stadium that Angel City plays in is awesome. Yes. But, you know, maybe there could be an even more awesome place. You know, I'm going to, on a number standpoint, you know, I'm looking at it and I, I see what Kansas City is building and you know, they're not in New York, they're not in LA, they're not in Chicago or DC. So they're not in these big cities, but they're on the forefront of making um, a state-of-the-art stadium, a state-of-the-art practice facility, lots of investments, and they're not half bad. So when I'm looking at this team right now, um, right now they're at home, their home record is two, one, and two. And you go, oh, you know, but I look at a team who's building something at home and they're building something special where people want, maybe want to go play. You could maybe build something, especially on the heels of Utah and what a disaster that ownership was. What mm -hmm. a stark contrast. But I look at all the teams around them. Orlando hasn't won a home game this year. North Carolina hasn't won a home game this year. Racing Louisville has a losing home record. Gotham losing home record. DC losing home record. Angel City, 500 at home. You have to get all the way up to OL Reign who hasn't lost at home, but even Houston losing home record. And uh, and then the top of the, 
of course, the top of the tier, Portland, San Diego, and Chicago all play well at home. But you wouldn't think off the top of your head, like, oh, who's maybe the in the top four best home team advantages? And it's Kansas City right now. And if you start building this for players who you feel even more comfortable and more taken care of, it's going to pay dividends on the field and especially for us in fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. And you're saying that they're not in a big market, but in terms of fan base, uh-huh. I, I think that the the owners of... of um, you know, Casey Kern are really in it for the long haul. They were they were pointing out that, you know, they're they're marketing towards youth because the Heartland Soccer Association League is the the largest youth league in America. There's eighty thousand people in it, and you know, you're looking at those kids who are then become adults and take their kids. I mean, they they have this very long range strategy that they're going after. I love so, it. So, you know, it's not necessarily uh, a big urban market, but it could potentially be a very big fan base. Yeah, I guess all I was pointing to was like a destination for players, but you can make it one sure. if it doesn't have like the glitz and glamour of, you know, these other big cities. No, typically. I mean, maybe not in glitz and glamour, but like, you know, you and I are both from the Midwest, like we're not going to knock it. There's no, it, there's a lot of great things about living awesome. in, in a Midwestern city. Yep. That's all right. I'll, you can, you can take the wine, take a sip of wine. Oh yeah. Think, don't mind if I do. <laughs> Um, let's talk trade news. This directly affects us. It does. Is this me? You want me to take this? Yeah, tee it up. So Sidney LaRue coming to LA from Orlando. Um, we just talked about this. I laid out a plan how Gotham should get LaRue. Um, but it sounds like LA, sounds like someone from, uh, ACFC was listening to our podcast because they stole it. You're welcome. So, um, Orlando receives a first round pick from 2024 and 75K in allocation potentially could get another 10k in allocation in 2022 and 10k in 2023 if LaRue meets certain performance-based criteria. So this is huge. Obviously, ACFC just lost Kirsten Press. They haven't been able to score goals. LaRue is, uh, she's like a magnet with the goal. Um, She hasn't played since June 3rd. So I think she busted up her ankle. But if you look at just her numbers this is great for both teams. Orlando can stock up on cash and picks because they're not going anywhere. I hate when there's a great player on a bad team. Um, it's not bad in like sports where yeah, there's like basketball though. or hockey when it's like when there's not a lot of people and you can showcase. But as soon as you get to like eleven people on the field, like it's like oh cool, Larue scored again, but they lost five to one, and there's nothing. You know, you just know they're not going to compete. So now she gets on a team that's a playoff contender. Orlando can worry about what they need to worry about. But, I mean, you look at her numbers this year, uh, just in the NWSL, she's got 29 shots and 10 on goal, and she's missed games, and she hasn't played in a month. So she's really active. I hope she's healthy, but um, curious where she's going to play because looking at formations, it looks like both teams run a 4-2-3-1, but she usually plays in that June Indo spot. Indo's been really strong, so I wonder if... Yeah, she's, they're both right wing, so it'll be interesting to see how they mix that up. I wonder... Or in a left wing, right? No. Oh, wait, I'm looking at it from above. Yeah. And, and Indo's on the left. Yeah, flip it around, though. Oh, wow, I'm dumb. Why do, why do you flip it? Because you do it from the player's perspective, not the audience perspective. Yeah, so they're going forward. So she's on the left. Remember, and then, when yeah, when, we, when we're when we in the stadium and watching them, she's yeah. always on our side. Endo is on and our we're left. We're on the left. We're Correct. on the left. But that's our perspective. If uh-huh. you turn it around from the player's perspective, she's the right wing. Oh, so you're supposed to be going towards your goal. That's how they do it. That perspective is towards your own goal. Yeah. I thought it was offensively. Okay. Um, well, can can 
can she just can you just plunk LaRue in for Taylor and just be like, okay, learn how to play on that side? I mean, I'm sure she has. Yeah, or 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 move someone else around, or you know, make someone like a, a true nine in the striker position. I, I think this is great. I mean, Orlando, whatever. They remind me of the Washington football team, and when I say football, I mean NFL, who has you know been in a rebuilding year for 20 years, um, because they just seem to want to throw all their players away so they can get hot new young talent. But you know, that's rebuilding. You know, that, dropping that's, NFL that's, knowledge on me today. That's having. I didn't think <laughs> you're see that welcome. coming. Like, what, is she, what is she doing? <laughs> anyway, my point Just is watching. that's that's having no team and disguising it as rebuilding. Uh, but win for Larue, win uh, for ACFC fans. I cannot wait to see her play. Fingers crossed, she plays tomorrow because we are going. That's true against Portland. We'll see if that happens. Um, what's our last? Uh, bit of business. Well, we've been talking expansion news. Uh, we know about my bold prediction that Nashville's going to get an expansion team. Eh, it might not be looking so good now because the Bay Area has followed LA's lead and a bunch of former uh, national team players have gotten together to form an owner's group and put in an expansion bid for Silicon Valley. So stay tuned. Yeah, that'd be cool. That's another cool market. I think California obviously has proven that with LA and San Diego. It's strong. And uh, God, does Sacramento look bad now after having, they had, they had it like for, and they just let it flounder and go away. Um, so that sucks. But I think soccer in San Francisco would be great. Yes. Um, I actually have a bit of news that I didn't mention beforehand. Go. And I don't know how it affects television, but did you hear that ACFC announced Bally Sports SoCal as the official regional broadcast partner? Ooh, I did not. So um, Angel City um, they're going to do live broadcasts and re-airs. So this is the same network in LA that does Ducks games, uh, the Clippers. Um, Hello. So this is a bit. This is a lot of money coming in for them. This is big, but I don't know how it works jointly. This is how we get our new stadium and training facility. Yes, yes. but I don't know get how this works TV jointly with Paramount, CBS, because I think this is regional because Bally's is only offered on DirecTV. And mm-hmm. a lot of your market has, you know, just Paramount Plus or just YouTube TV or just Hulu TV. And so well, how I'm, does it work for like the Clippers on a streaming platform? I can't watch them. So when I'm on YouTube TV, which is what I have, I can't watch a Clippers game ever. No. And I can't watch Lakers either because they're on Spectrum. And so it's going to be interesting. So yeah, we we're going to be at like the game Friday, deal. but we're going to see if it's still on Paramount Plus. So we'll see because it says regional broadcast. But anyway, that's positive news for the team. So, oh, that's cool. Oh, I didn't do the, uh, so I have to do it on the way out, I guess. That was the news. <laughs> um, All right. So uh, any big injuries? I didn't see any updates. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The availability report is ridiculous. Did they update it? Yeah. I just looked at it right before the broadcast broadcast yeah like, it's, like it's, it's updated 19, uh simone 30. charlie's out for oh angel my city god um there's a, ricaro a, yeah there's a million oh ricaro's on a crow program that's a bummer um okay, these are bigs let's, let's get let's get like people for the big names so like yeah there's a million people out on international duty um for acfc's gilles uh houston loses a bomb alozi chapman daily prince sanchez and schmidt Kansas City Current, uh, whatever. <laughs> no, but I'm looking at... North Carolina Courage is Dubinia, Murphy, Ordonez, and Havana Solon are out. 
Well, Rain literally loses half their team. Angelina, Cook, Huerta, Hutima, Lavelle, Lopez, Quinn, and Rapino. I think... Uh, Bixby's out for the Thorns yeah, for COVID protocol. Oh, Well, that's what I'm looking at. So, like... The I mean, big- that'll be a hopefully fun game for us to watch tomorrow then if uh, if Portland doesn't have their number one goalie. Does your injury report look so... It's like everything juts out on this website. It's horrible. Like yeah, are you are you are you awful. fussed about that? You can't focus on anything else. Well, yeah, because it's listed under Orlando. I'm like <laughs> Bella Bixby does not play for the Pride, so it's really dumb. Um, but <laughs> I was gonna say like focus on fantasy wise. Yeah. Like Bixby being out is not you know you know forget about all your internationals. Go to the website for that. But Bixby being out is huge because uh, that's a every week start kind of goalie that's uh, not anywhere internationally. Abby Ursig now doesn't she play usually on a national team somewhere? New Zealand. I don't know if they, because she's not listed at international duty, so she's listed as just questionable. So that's a good defender. That I'm not entirely clear if, I know we get weird feedback. I'm not entirely feedback. clear if New Zealand is playing right now, because I was trying to figure out if Allie Riley was also out. Um, and I, I just couldn't quite get there. Somebody needs a new XLR cable. Yeah, I gotta do. Get, gotta get that pig hog like I have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, we covered that. Check your roster. Yeah, check your roster. It's ridiculous. It's a hot mess this week. Yeah, well, we're going to get into that. So we can get into what the hell this show is all about. So international window. Who to pick up? Who to drop? Um, you know, if you're in good standing, if you're like in first like Holly, maybe you don't need to make a lot of moves. Maybe you can take a couple L's. Um, you wish. Well, you know, you could. Um, but some people are like 500, like me, and... You know, maybe you can't afford to lose, but like, so this, this show is a lot about who can you afford to lose for a short period of time, or maybe indefinitely if you're going to risk dropping them. So who's on like your short list for these non-international players that could maybe have a good week that are available, which is a thin list, but it's not, it's not so thin. Yeah. I mean, could be rostered in your league, but if not, definitely get uh, Savannah McCaskill. ACFC lost press, but now has LaRue. I think there are very few strong midfield attacker combos in the NWSL in the international window. I think OL Rain has another one, but um, you know, McCaskill is already averaging 8.8 points per game and, and stands to maybe average more if she can make that connection with LaRue for some assists. Who else you got? I was going to hear like a rapid fire on your list. I mean, because I, I, I like the McCaskill one, but chances are she's probably picked up in the league. All right. Well, I mean, but that's maybe 50 50. You know, I mean, I think people that are definitely not rostered would be uh, Olivia Moultrie, um, who has been playing limited minutes but has uh, 9.2 points per game. Um, that points per game just played? On average. Oh, yeah. just any game she got in. Any game so she got in. it's definitely better than that. Yeah, and she's going to get more yeah. points with full minutes, right? Yes, um, it's not like she's... You yeah. know, and she plays behind Christine Sinclair on the Thorns, and Sinclair's in, you know, uh, on international duty for Canada, so she's she's definitely rolling. Also, Yasmin Ryan is uh, one of the highest averaging available people, I think, left in the international break that's probably not rostered, uh, 8.6 points per game. Not impressive double digits, but... You know, if you are strapped for players, I think this is sort of your next best option. What do you got, Jared? Um, I've got categories. This is called the could have been rostered for a while, so double check category. Yeah, that's my McCaskill pick. Kristen Hamilton scored in three straight games. Enough said. She scored against San Diego, New York, and Chicago, so that's stellar competition. 
Uh, Elise Bennett for the same team. We were talking up Kansas City earlier. One goal, one assist in the last three games. Five total shots. She's young. I think she's becoming a big scoring option on a team that's getting better every week. And uh, so Kansas City kind of keeps their core together here. I almost did a Charles Barkley who she played for, but yeah. thank you. They keep their their core together, and I think yeah, Hamilton that's a really good Bennett option. Could be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have another category: is the definitely not rostered, so go get them category. Mm-hmm. Moultrie, we talked about. Yep. Um, she's averaged eighty six point five minutes during the last two games, where she's had one goal and two assists. So you've already talked about how she's on her way up. Um, seven shots in that time too. Uh, you picked up Yasmin Ryan. Did and Moultrie. Yeah, we'll um, talk a little bit more about exactly what I did and Jared did in this in this uh, international window in terms of moves we made in a in a little bit. But I, I think she could be heavily involved. Yasmin Ryan. We're talking yeah. about. I mean, that shellacking against Orlando was. It's a bit of like a. It's like don't overreact, but she with everyone being gone on that team, um, she's gonna. She could be heavily involved in the offense. Um, she had four shots in a game versus the Dash earlier this year, so it's not like she hasn't been involved when the Stars were there. Um, my other one on the definitely not rostered to go get him category is Ebony Salmon. I don't think she's rostered anywhere because if this was last year, yeah. But she was released by Houston. Yeah, I think she's she's, just, she was just... No, she was released by... Oh, sorry, released by Louisville. Went she was to, just went buried to on that team. And she's got a lot of talent, and I, and I don't know why they weren't using her. She only averaged 11 and a half minutes in the last four games. This is a player who scored six goals for Louisville last year in 20 games. Um, and she had 14 shots on goal in that same period. And they have Chidiak and Malay who have been playing in the 7-11 and 11 where she can play. And I think Salmon's just as good, if not better. So um, put her in with, with Houston. Um, maybe they can tread water before Daly gets back because Prince is going to be out too. So... I think Salmon's going to get plugged in right away. She might not play a ton. Of, like you might be like, "Oh, cool, I'll pick up Salmon." You know, don't be don't be disappointed if she doesn't play a ton uh, or at all this week. But I think she's going to play. I mean, she's been I think down there in Houston now for like a week, so I think she's going to play. You got any more fun categories? Or, or yeah, I know I know you have some more names. Yeah, I mean, I have the don't get suckered category. What what is that? <laughs> That's the, that's the, like someone looks like they're going to be good, but like, don't get suckered. Like, like Sophia, uh, Sophia Jakobsen for, um, she's good for San Diego. She is good. And she's always around the ball. And I feel like though. I'm always watching her when she is, you know, doing something amazing on TV. But I, I looked her stats. She's only averaging 4.8 fantasy points per game. Uh, and then, then, then there's Allie Watt, right? You think like. Yeah, she's she's terrible for fantasy. She's averaging two points per game, but Rapino's out for the international break, uh, so maybe she'll get more playing points. But Tobin is in, so probably not. Um, and then there's Ava Cook for Chicago, who's you know big rookie that everyone's talking about, but you know, and she's 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 doing work, but she's averaging six point one points per game, and I just feel like uh, it's not enough to to be worth it. I feel like we buried the lead for your don't get suckered. Like, does Tobin play this week? Like, I mean, gut instinct, because like she's only been yes. practicing with the team for like three days. Yeah, she plays on limited minutes. You think? Yeah, 30 Already? minutes. Already? Because, they're, because they're Maybe so Maybe 20, thin? yeah. Because mm-hmm. no Lavelle, like, you know, no Rapino. No Rapino, no, no Huerta, Huerta, no Lavelle, no Cook. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They probably need some people. They need peoples. Uh, I've got the... I don't have as much fun of a name for this category. It's called defense. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Allie Riley for ACFC. Um, ACFC is largely intact during this international break. You know, they lost press already. 
Um, but I think this defense already solid has some opportunities for clean sheets, even with Portland coming to town because Portland's, you know, we're kind of speaking on both sides. Like we're saying Moultrie. Yeah. But I think ACFC's defense has, you should be just as excited, you know, that one of those is going to succeed. If you need to hedge your bets and be like, I'm going to get Moultrie or I'm going to pick up someone on defense from ACFC. Okay. Go with either or if you need whatever based on need, but she has two clean sheets uh, under her stats in the last three games and nine tackles to go along with it. So, I mean, like, you know, tackles are one point in our league, but if you put, you get a clean sheet with, you know, three tackles and maybe a key pass in there, um, we're talking double digits. And especially during international yeah, week, I mean, you'll what take you that. Heck yeah. I also really like Madison Pogark. Pogark? Mm-hmm. Pogarch. Pogark, I think. Like Weird Eye Yankovic? Yuck. Pogark? Pogarch? Pogark. Uh, I think she could get a clean sheet as well. So we're talking about Portland and Angel City here. Um, right. Something's got to give. So I, I, um, I'm going to finish. This one's going to, I'm going to finish. <laughs> um, currently, she has two clean sheets in a row. Portland's defense is just that talented. And you're, you're going up against a really struggling offense in Angel City. Now, I know they got LaRue, and you know they're intact, like I said, but I wouldn't be surprised if, once again, they put up a donut. And her 14 tackles aren't too shabby either, uh, but I'm not loving her three straight yellow cards. <laughs> but she's a very physical player, and she's tied for the league lead in yellow cards in just three weeks. Uh, so she's definitely one of the more physical players, but I think you got to make a gamble on something like that, You know, a player who's really physically involved and could get that clean sheet. All right. Well, we, well, you're going potato potato on defense. I had a different one for you, Lauren Barnes. Okay. Uh, we don't think about her a lot because she's she's the left back on OL Reign, and Huerta's the right back, and we're always talking about Huerta because she's the best the best uh, you know defensive player for fantasy in the league. However, Lauren Barnes is also getting that clean sheet with Fallon Tellis Joyce, and Fallon Tellis Joyce leads the league in clean sheets. And she's one of the goalies that is not gone during the international break. So, isn't it funny how we twist our brains like all year? If so, if I'm like I'm picking up Lauren Barnes, you're like what are you doing? But then like desperate times, <laughs> you know. No, it's no no hate on Lauren Barnes, but it's just you know you have four team league. You know you're just not in that upper crust when you have one def- def- defensive player. But it's yeah. funny how like now we're we're all scrambling making scrambling. pickups. Scrambling. Uh, who else are you keeping an eye on? Yeah, so this is my last category. It's a keep an eye on category. That's a good uh, name. Thank you. Uh, Amira Ali for San Diego. Um, she comes in, you know, she's she's first round pick for San Diego. She comes in at the end of every game. Um, and But I think, you know, and, and, and every time I watch her, like, she's a playmaker. She creates opportunities. She's aggressive in the box. I just think that, like, she's just really, like, keep an eye on her. It's interesting to watch. Okay. Um, Morgan and Korniak are gone. Maybe she'll get more playing time with uh, that opportunity opening up. Um, you know, she's only got two points per game at 22 minutes per game, but, you know, she's playing more. Uh, then I also have Sierra King, who backs up Rapino. Um, she's got 6.2 points per game on average, only playing 30 minutes per game. So multiply that by three if you play a full 90 and you know you're looking at high double like 18 points per game but (laughs) that's actually how you spelled it (laughs) i'm looking at your notes (laughs) we talked about this i think a couple weeks ago and then forgot about it why six use yeah because 
Oil Rain signed two-time NWSL MVP on loan for the summer from Arsenal midfielder Kim Little, who was, uh, you know, OL's you just leading goal scorer for two years running. Yes, I did, because mm. she is training with the team, and I think she's going to play this weekend. So let's talk about strategy. Let's talk about international window strategy, Jared. As you drop all your notes. Yeah, well, no, I dropped my pen. Everywhere. I got my notes. Got my notes. I'm good. I'm good. Strategy? I yeah. mean, so like drop, trade, keep, for example, I have, you know, I have seven international players on a 10 person roster. Um, yeah, like, like I, I definitely am banking Sophia Smith and Rose Lavelle, but I've got Carson Pickett, Andy Sullivan, Christy Mewis, Mitch Persh and Ashley Hatch. I need to, to basically drop or trade three of these people, um, or take zeros. Well, you should trade Carson Pickett. Yeah, well, I did. I traded Carson Pickett to Jared, and here's why. I needed an offensive player who was currently playing, so I got Savannah McCaskill in the trade, and even though I lost arguably the second-best defender in terms of fantasy points in the league, um, I just figured like the next-best defender was only averaging about two points per game less, and I, and I felt like I could cover the spread. So that was my thought there. All right. Well, I'll Why'd talk, you make the pick trade? it up later. Well, I, I have a good segment about that later in the show, so I don't want to ruin it right now. Oh, all right. Okay. I think she there's some heavy potential in the back half of the year. Yeah. Um, what, right. what else on your roster? You had a couple players there. Yeah. Well, Sullivan was a no-brainer. Um, that was, she was on my list of drop. Yeah. And I was like, could anyone, would, I, would anyone trade me for her? No. I don't think so. She'll be there too. So I just, yeah, I just went ahead and, and dropped her and I picked up Yasmin Ryan uh, who we talked about earlier. And then I needed a defender and I actually had Tyler Lucy on my team. Who's, who's been a, um, a left back and for stay back there. LA. I think she will because, um, Jasmine Spencer is still injured, but she's not, uh, she's produced negative points for me. So dropped her and picked up Barnes. You dropped Lucy. Yeah. Oh, I kind of want Lucy now. <laughs> well, I know. I mean, she, had, I mean, she had that one week. Oh, she, I guess she did have two. Yeah. Oh yeah. What the hell happened to her? Yeah. So then I have to sit, figure out what to do with Mewis person Hatch. Um, Hatch has the most points per game on average and she's playing on a stronger team. So I benched her, keeping her. And then I have Mewis in purse. Uh, well, I can't bench him. I don't have enough bench spots. I have to bench one of them. Oh, you drop purse. Yeah. So she's actually scoring more points Good per Lord. game on average than Mewis, but I just feel like Mewis is more consistent, uh, and has that assist potential. So I put Mewis on my bench and um, I dropped Purse and I picked up Kim Little. So that's big. We'll see how that goes. Is Watt, do you still have Watt? No. Nope. Oh, no, that was, oh, no, it's Jason. Okay, not counting his drafting of Kalia Watt in round three. She, you drafted her in round five. So you're talking about a player that you drafted in the top 20 in the league yeah. that you felt good about dropping for an international window. Did you think that would happen? No. Like, and I could have taken the should, zero and kept her, but, um, like you shouldn't even be thinking about that until you're round seven picks. I'm looking like I'm looking at around seven. Like, right. Mine's on and yours is Weaver. When we got to this point of the season, I could easily be like, see, Oh, drop Weaver, drop on pick, pick up who I got to fill in the gaps, you know, if they had to play somewhere else. But yeah, the fact that it's purse, I didn't, I almost, I skipped over that in our chat. I, I think I might have to pick her up. 
but I don't know if I have spots. So if we go over I know, right? Are you oh, willing to take no, the zero for that? I just closed out of the roster page. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I've got it on my bookmarks. Um, yeah, see, I picked up Pickett, but that's fine, even though she's gone, because I've got Didasco. So like she's been my solid defender, so that's fine. All right, so free agency's <clears throat> open. What's your move? Well, okay, I've stashed this is the tough part because I have daily this is the 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 bench of the month. Daily Pew Corniac Pickett with Mewis on my IR. So Sam, that is. So I definite these are I mean, I've got LaRue, don't know if she's gonna play. Onamanu, who I'm dropping. Dabinia, she's out. She's in international duty. Fishlock, Wales, they don't have a game. So I don't I think she's playing. And then Didasco will play, and then Kingsbury's out. So I'm gonna drop Kingsbury, I'm gonna drop Onamanu. And I've I've got my eye on um I guess this kind of goes right into our next thing, doesn't it? Um I've got my eye on Elise Bennett, I think. Um interesting. I thought for sure you were gonna pick up salmon. Both of them. I've got both of them because I know we didn't I've got both salmon and Bennett. I don't I don't know because I don't know how much salmon like she just got traded. Just unknown quantity. And I've, I've got another one of those on my team named Tobin Heath. So it's like, just got <laughs> traded, might play. Salmon, you know, just yeah, got traded. So LaRue. I'm thinking like, maybe drop on a Manu and pick up Bennett. And then I might even drop Tobin. If there's any inkling of like, she might not play, I might just drop her. I'm not sure. And then when it comes to matchups for goalie matchups, I mean, I don't have the, I don't have the, uh, I, I'm pulling up the schedule. But um, I'm thinking I, our goalie in LA. I got you here. Can't go wrong. I have a thought. I, you can't go wrong with. Um, why am I completely blanking? I mean, you know, on our goalie, Harachic. Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with Harachic even against Portland. Yeah, the other thought for you here, or is, just get French. You know how we were talking about how Chicago is terrible without Pew versus with Pew, um, and they've also lost Nair in their goalie. So literally any team that plays Chicago, you know, this week it's ah. it's Gotham with um, you know, Harris. Hold on, that's a half preview too. Okay. <laughs> Next week it's North Carolina. Their backup is not great cuz cuz Murph is out for international duty, but the following week it's Houston and Jane Campbell's there. So I am all over. Thoughts for you on that one. I'm all, it's Salmon and Bennett I think are the front runners. But now that you drop Purse, like you threw a wrinkle in there. Um I'm looking and So I'm, what are you going to do? Well, I'm playing Genie. I that's I I don't know. I'm not going to do it live on the show. What? Come on. But I'm looking I play Genie. Our who's listeners not going to have Alex Morgan who's not going to have Ashley Sanchez. That's giant and she's not going to have um Bixby. but she will is Nadim what's Nadim? Is Nadim playing? Yeah, Nadim's in. So Nadim and McDonald yeah, will be yeah. her big ones. Yeah, if you have Nadim and McDonald right now in your roster, you are super I know. happy. Yeah, but she's also got Bixby who's got COVID. Uh a Bam who's not been playing well. Jody Taylor. Who's also out on international duty. I feel okay Cook's about my... out on international duty. If I can Gilles just... out on international... Sinclair, like... Yeah. I feel fine about if I can get LaRue, Fishlock, and... Yeah, you could Salmon potentially take zeros this weekend, this week. Yeah, and, and I don't know And still, what to do. we gotta win. But, yeah, I think you're, I think you're right about... You're gonna lose bragging rights about uh, best overall points in the league, though. Oh, I think you're still beating me there. I am, but, yeah. like... Last year, you were clinging to that, even though clinging. I won the league. Like, it doesn't mean anything. I'm just clinging. saying. Yeah, it didn't mean anything. Do we do this next thing? <laughs> I won the magic home we, the money. Do you want to save this next thing for another show? 
So I feel like it's a lot. Yeah, let's save it. Let's save that one. Yeah, let's let's bunch that one. Okay, I've got some stuff to talk about with All right. the courage. Speak. All right. Speak on it. So they've been a disappointment. I talked about how they haven't won at home, which is so weird to see a, that dominant team not win at home. But if you've lost faith in your fantasy players like Dabinia or Carson Pickett or uh, Murph, Murph, um, don't fret. Because I've got some positivity for you. All right. I've got Carolyn, so I'm tuning in for this. You've got Carolyn, that's yeah, right. Yeah, let's go. Um, I've, uh, they've only played seven games. So most teams in the league have played nine or ten. They still have more goals than seven other teams in the league. And they have scored nine goals in the last three games. It's three games in a row with three. It wasn't like 6-2-1. They scored 3-3-3. Three, three, three. They've been on fire. They do have a double game next week, so you're going to still be losing your international players. But that's still they're still going to have a game or two in hand compared to the rest of the league. So if you go through your stars of the team, Dabinia, she scored in three straight games, one NWSL, two friendlies. <laughs> Count But it. she has scored in two of her last three NWSL games. So overall, international, domestic, still Dabinia, still on fire, but more recently. Carson Pickett, she has an assist in two straight games. She has nine corners in three games. She has 26 crosses in three games. She's getting opportunities. When this team is scoring at this clip, that's when she plays her best. You know, they're winning corners. You know, they're passing well as a team. And I feel like more of that's to come. They're going to play their international games. They're going to get this core back together. Um, not to mention, after their international break, there's like a whole week or more. Uh, I think it might even be like 10 days till they play. And then uh, we forgot Diana Ordonez, on fire rookie. She is with the Mexican national team, so she will be gone, I believe, because they're playing she's the gone. CONCACAF. Yep, she's out. But she has goals in three of her last four NWSL games. She has an assist in Mexico's most recent game versus Peru and 15 shots this season, but it's not like you know a couple each game. She has nine in her last three games, so she's averaging three shots. And so... I think this team has got to be on the upswing. Yeah, I agree. I think Ardonia's is on a roll. They haven't won at home. And so that's 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 why I went for Pickett. You know, McCaskill, I, I mean, it got, I got nervous when Press went down. And I, I knew McCaskill's numbers would hurt because they were a good combo. Um, and then when they got LaRue, I'm just not sold that they're going to click right away. And I saw a defender in Pickett who's got more games than any other defender in the league who wins corners better than any other defender in the league and, and plays corners and uh, and set pieces. She does it with the national team really well. And I just couldn't let an opportunity like that slide by to get someone, a defender who I don't have to worry about the rest of the year. Play Didasco for a couple of games, drop her, and just set it and forget it with, with, with Pickett. So if you're in that boat and you can get some of these players, go for it. Because I've got Dabinia and Pickett on my team, so I'm banking on North Carolina doing something and helping my fantasy team. Thoughts? I mean, that's a fair analysis. I, I like it. I just needed something different, so I made the trade. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying... I think we each did trade it on need. But do you see North Carolina, like, riding mm -hmm. the ship? I mean, it's hard not to because they're North Carolina, but, like, you can... Like, reputation can only take you so far. I mean... Something has to gel, you know. I, I think all your Good arguments song. are strong, and you you definitely didn't even talk about Carolyn uh, I didn't. or Murph. I didn't. Um, but I think eh, 
they're just like they're not I'm I'm not the team chemistry I don't know like where is it you know I, it's the offense that gets me excited especially for fantasy I don't care I, I look at a team who's going to be competitive like when they when we came into this year like I'm bringing up the schedule now and so just bear with me before we end the show but I'm looking at Carolina when we came in they lost two to one to us then they had that COVID game and then they lost to the pride two to one and they lost to the wave one to nothing. And then they tied the dash one to one. And everyone's like, uh, you know, you lose to an expansion team, you have a COVID game and then you have, and so you're and everyone's like, ah, but I look at what they've done the last three weeks, three, nothing against Louisville on the road. They beat the spirit former uh, defending champs three to two on the road. And then they lost a shootout against the dash four to three. But for fantasy, when I see nine goals in three games, oh my God, sign me up. Because okay. like, just right, plug okay. them in. So they might miss the playoffs. But strictly for fantasy, this team will be competitive. Because even in the games they've lost this year, lost by one, lost by one, lost by one, tied. But when And they went, win by three, one by one, one by one. So most of their games are close and competitive. That's what I want with fantasy. I do not want my players getting benched after 45 minutes. I don't want them sitting a second game. I want this team to be on the cusp of that six seed because they're trying to push to get in the playoffs. I get worried when I have someone like, let's say you and I have OL rain players and it's like you get near the end of the year and you get into September and they've locked up a playoff spot or you get to Portland and it's like, Portland's got three games left. They're locked into the number one seed. And Sophia Smith, they're gonna sit her. Like they're she's gonna and you need her to play crunch time at the end of the year. Yeah. So I get excited about when I see a team playing five hundred soccer or even worse, but scoring three goals in every game. What what's this? Loving the underdog, Jared Gilkerson, everyone. <laughs> My husband, there he is. Yay. <laughs> All right. You're gonna hear two Jareds here if you haven't heard this. It's time to get bold with predictions. It's time for bowl predictions. Yep. Thanks, Jared. Holly, bowl predictions, week nine. What do you got? Uh, I got to alter this. I got to alter this. Wow. Is this a remix? No. I <laughs> got to alter this. Got to alter this. Alter this. I made a prediction, and then I made a different move in free agency. I thought I was going to keep purse, take a zero, and my prediction in that I was still going to run the deck in the international this is, so this, uh, you're just break and go three and zero in it, fantasy competition. But I did trade per, I did drop purse and pick up. You're lying. Uh, this is a lying prediction. Little, it's uh, time but I'm still going to say lying predictions. <laughs> I'm still going to run the deck though. That's my prediction. What does that mean? I mean, it means I'm going to go three and zero during the international break. Is it three? In fantasy. I thought it was just two weeks. Nope. That counted. What counted? I counted. <laughs> that was really funny the way you said that. I counted. Wait, I'm looking at it while the bull prediction stuff start uh, keeps playing. Uh, yeah. This weekend, no, we're looking at this right now. Because yeah, I want. How long do Concacaf Championships go? To the eleventh. No. Yeah. That's not when they end. They end at the end of July. No, the eleventh is our last game. Yeah. No. What? Not true. 
Okay, now see now you let I'm, the music run out. Now everyone's don't care. Just like what are the, what are we doing here? I'm looking up because it's a podcast. And we can do what we want. They're they're they they only have three games scheduled: July fourth against Haiti, July seventh versus Jamaica. This is the U.S. team, and July eleventh versus Mexico. That's it. That yeah. Is, then there's playoffs. Ah, uh, what? I think. Hold on. I don't think so. You only play the three games, and then if you win your group. That's what I thought. But now I could sound like a complete idiot. So please find the rules as I talk about my bold prediction. All right. So my bold prediction is I know this is crazy and it, I, I, it might be the last time that I do this. But I think Gotham beats Chicago and players like Paige Monahan. I don't know if uh, Kawasumi, Naomi Kawasumi, is playing for the Japanese national team because she has, but they're the Japanese national team doesn't have any games scheduled anytime soon. And then uh, Kumi Okuyama uh, getting some heavy playing time. Whenever you lose your stars, especially on a struggling team, so Purse goes away, Mewis goes away, Anamano, I think, is going away. Uh, I think a team will play freer and a lot more open, and you've got these kind of nothing-to-lose games and nothing-to-lose players are going to let everything... Like that's they're going to go a hundred percent all out, you know, to show that they should be starting and playing more minutes. And you talked about Chicago losing players and being average and Pew's not out there. They're still really good defensively. This is why I'm nervous about this pick. But I think Monahan, Kawasumi, Yokoyama. Don't be surprised if you see them heavy in the score sheet this weekend. And it's a Saturday night game, so get your beers. All right. <laughs> What'd you find out? Nothing. Nothing. I, I think can't that's find it. the thing I was looking at before. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. So. Uh, I've been wrong before, so it has happened. Week nine's in the books. Thanks for listening. Woot! Um, happy international break, everyone. Yeah, happy international break. Have fun watching these games. Hope that you all kick as much ass as I will. Yeah, you've got Jason, so you can, you can literally put two of your players out there. I don't know why you're fussing uh, about it. Uh, Jason, that is a shot. Uh, you're not listening. I though. mean, why just win when you can absolutely crush somebody Jeannie's listening I know she is because she listens I play her this week and I need this win badly badly because I'm in third place Jeannie check your roster fill in your international spots so for all you third placers same with you Jason I'll give you a text um, for all you third placers out there like me good luck this week hope you beat second place have fun watching these games and happy fourth I don't have any fireworks sound effects so that's all you get <sighs> bye bye